The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What is good, everybody? Welcome to another SB Nation NFL show. I am Rob Stats Carrera from Niners Nation, alongside RJ Ochoa from Blogging the Boys and Brandon Lee Gowden from Bleeding Green Nation. Gentlemen, we are in the final week of the regular season, and I can't imagine what it would be like if you knew your team wasn't going to play next week in the playoffs. I can't imagine it. RJ, can you imagine? I cannot imagine it, Stats. BLG. I hope to imagine that with the Eagles getting the first round by. <laughs> Very nice. Wow. Way to ruin it. Before we get into the show, I want to remind you that we are brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code SBNFL for a special offer when you sign up. Again, SBNFL only at DraftKings Sportsbook. If you are new to the show, what have you been waiting for all season long? We will preview week 18. We'll do our pick three locks of the week. But before we do, we have some very, very good news to get to. There has been an update on the DeMar Hamlin situation. This comes from Ian Rappaport and I'm sure others by now. DeMar is addressing the team via FaceTime. Obviously, the breathing tube is out. He spent the morning talking to various teammates on FaceTime. Now he's delivering a message to the entire group. The news for the past couple of days has been just absolutely incredible with DeMar Hamlin. And I'm sure, RJ, that we can speak for everybody when we say this is just the best news of the day. Yeah, it's a really common W, um, you know, as, as the kids like to say. Um, I mean, huge, huge, huge and awesome. I mean, just an incredible celebration, um, you know, another very positive step. Um, it's It's been a really tense few days. Um, I'm not a doctor, so I don't know like the medical process and what goes into it. And like when, you know, I, I think the initial day we were all just really frightened and, and not knowing how to feel. And and I'm sure there's some, you know, standard waiting that has to happen with different medical situations and whatever. But um, it, it's so wonderful to be to this point and to hear this positive news. I think uh, we're all just so happy for DeMar, for his family, for his friends, for the Bills, for the Bengals, T. Higgins. I mean, uh, Josh Allen obviously um, had the message he did for T on Thursday, which I thought was admirable. Um, just just a really, really great kind of start to the weekend um, and, and a really, really promising sign for, for what's to come for DeMar Hamlin. Yeah, I think it's safe to say since, you know, he went down on Monday night, everyone was waiting just the whole week, basically just 
keep checking Twitter, keep checking whatever, wherever you get your news, and just waiting for this to see this news. And it's finally uh, here, and it's it's great to see. It did feel weird the whole week, like trying to just do our normal stuff because you're literally waiting for the update. And I think it's it helps. It, I would imagine it would help everybody, but especially Bills and Bengals players too to to play this week, right? Knowing that, like, especially after you've spoken with Demar, like that is a huge makes a huge huge difference to this whole thing. But obviously, that is the best news of the day and the most important news of the day. So we wanted to update everybody on that. All right. The second biggest news of the day is that the NFL last night announced their plan for how they want to handle things because they are not going to play that Bills Bengals game. Now, first things first, this has to be approved by owners. You need 24 votes from owners to approve it. I'm going to try and break it down as simply as I can (laughs) and correct me if I'm wrong, gentlemen, but essentially this. Winning percentage is the determining factor for most of this because teams have played different amounts, different amounts of games. That's why Cincinnati is the AFC North champion because they will have a better winning percentage than the Baltimore Ravens. If the AFC title game is a matchup of teams that have played a different amount of games, regardless of who they are, it's going to be at a neutral site. Is that, do you agree that those are the broad strokes of this plan? I think I agree. Um, I, I would say a lot of people were like, why can't you just tell us like what the matchups are? Like if it's this matchup, it would be this, that or whatever. It's because it's contingent upon this week. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like the matchups right. could still be Chiefs Bengals or Chiefs Bills, but you know, th- how they get there over week 18 could be different. We're all assuming, I think, right. And I know we're going to make our picks that all three of these teams are going to win. Um, uh, but this really, and, and the Ravens are, are somewhat affected by this, but it obviously only affects those three, uh, the Chiefs residually because they now have an opportunity to clinch the one seed, just not your standard one seed, but it does seem to be the case. Uh, Brandon, I know you sent us um, a chart. Um, I found a, a better looking one, sorry, uh, that I'm wow. working on sending you guys at the moment. Well, yours was really um, wide, so it's kind of hard <laughs> to look at on a device. You know what I mean? Like um, like if you're looking at your phone the chart. Uh, so I'm, I'm working on sending it to you guys at this moment. I'm trying to airdrop it to myself, but that sounds right. Um, it is very complicated um, in a lot of senses. If the this is the thing, the NFL policy on this is supposed to be just straight winning percentage. Winning percentage determines everything, and it's supposed to be very simple. I feel like the league is trying to do more. They're trying to appease some of the teams that could have a gripe with that. For example, if Cincinnati and Baltimore play in the playoffs, that home field in that game will be determined by a coin toss because the NFL is trying to recognize potentially that Baltimore could have won the division. Now, so again, j- just to interrupt you, stats. That's only if they meet as the three and six seed. You got what I'm saying? Like, and only if Baltimore wins this week. Like, th- th- that is predicated on a specific set of circumstances. But normally, it would just be straight winning percentage, tough luck if you don't like it. But the league is, I feel like they're trying to acknowledge the weirdness of this whole situation. So they put that coin toss in there. But again, because they are changing the rules, during the season, they have to get approval from the owners, and that is going to be voted on today. I don't know that that's a done deal. I'm going to be fascinated not only to see what the vote is and to see which teams vote against it. Brandon? <laughs> I mean, I, I'm I'm frustrated with this, and I get it's a tough situation. It's an impossible situation, so, to, be, well, to, here's to, the to thing. be clear. 
I always like to say more than one thing can be true, but I also like to say there's a difference between knowing and feeling. And I know this is a tough situation, an impossible situation, if you want to call it that, but I can't help but feel like, I feel like they had to find a way to play this game because it's just the impact cannot be understated of that game. It's massive, massive ramifications for the outcome of that money huge this is this is not a small deal this is the difference potentially between the bengals being the one seed which now they have no shot at which is crazy this could be joe burrow being the mvp of the league which now he probably or josh allen or josh allen like this i just think this is huge this is this is greatly impacts and i'm not saying it was easy but i'm saying the way i feel i can't help but feel like this is like kind of that now the, the the result at least from the AFC side of things, is a little Mickey Mouse. It's a little put an asterisk on it because it just it doesn't feel legit. It feels like altered and weird and clunky. And I know maybe that's how it had to be, but that doesn't make me feel any better about it. Stats, it, you and I have, have kind of agreed. Not that you don't agree with this, Brandon, but um, like we we've kind of stuck to the same verbiage. Like they had to do something, right? Like they had to figure something out. You know, I, I agree. I think I agree, right? Like, I think we're all like as, as football fans and, and we don't have to say this, you know, every time, but like, this isn't important, right? This doesn't matter, but we all understand and, and accept that. Uh, but as football fans, I get what you're saying, Brandon, it, it is hard, right? It's hard to feel like, oh, did the chiefs really earn it? Did the bills really earn it? You know, whatever, like, um, I, 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 it's, it's hard. It's impossible. It's true. There, there was no, the phrase was said many, many, many times. There was no perfect solution. There was only bad ones. You have to find the least bad solution. I think this is, Fair is not the right word. I, I think this is mostly acceptable. I'm bothered for the Bengals here. I, I do think the Bengals did not get the same deference that the Bills and Ravens got here. Uh, the Bills have an opportunity to still clinch the one seed. But the Bengals, to your point, Brandon, had every opportunity to clinch the one seed, yeah. right? Like if they had won on Monday night and if they had won this week and the Chiefs had lost on Saturday. Um, but what I don't like, and Stats, you brought this up, the league is saying, well, the you know Ravens, you could have won the division. If Cincinnati had lost um, right. and then you beat them on, on Sunday. So we're going to do this coin flip because you might have won it. Um, and so now that we're going off winning percentage, the Bengals win it, but we can't discount that you might have won it. Well, the Bengals might have won this game. And so I don't understand how if the Bengals and Bills meet in the playoffs, how that game is automatically in Buffalo. I'm fine if you want to leave it up to a coin flip. I'm fine if you want to send it to a neutral site like you're doing with these potential AFC championship games. Mm -hmm. But it is so unfair to the Bengals to presume that they were yep. that, that's what they're doing. They are presuming that the Bengals would have lost to the Bills by forcing them to go to Buffalo in the division around if it comes to that. Right. You're saying they're not being consistent with their own sort of new rules that they're trying to impose. They're, they're <laughs> only applying that logic to the Ravens and to the Bills, not to the Bengals. And to they, your they point, are, sorry, sorry, Seth, they are with the Bengals with regards to the Chiefs because of the potential neutral side AFC championship game. But the only direction that they're not applying that logic is with the, with regards to the Bengals and the Bills. And to your point, Bengals executive vice president Katie Blackburn, who's on the competition committee, which approved the scenarios yesterday, sent a memo urging the competition committee members to vote against the scenarios. And her reasoning was basically like, you're changing the rules in the middle of the season. Yep. That's not the procedure. The procedure is if you want to change the rules, you got to do it in the off season. So clearly Cincinnati is not happy with this turnout. It's sorry. I mean, no, it's, it's hard again. Like if you're going to change the rules, 
I, you can't. I understand the logic. You can't change the rules, but then I understand the like come back to that. Like, well, you have to, right? Like, you're at your. This is an unprecedented situation. But if you're going to change the rules, change them universally. Don't change them for three of four teams. Like the, the Bengals got no leeway here. What did they get there? So like there is a world, and we were slacking about this last night, obviously, as everybody was processing this. The Bengals are now recognized as AFC North champions, right? That is that is a fact. So mm-hmm. the Bengals are going to play a first place schedule. If, however, you put stock into this is up to you. But they they're going to you know receive the negative end of winning the the AFC North. They might not even get to host the playoff game that would come with that yeah. because of the coin flip. And they you know don't get the coin flip whatever against the Bills. Why like why are the like I, I don't have an, like I'm, and I'm not trying to be like a jerk or be mad or anything like that. I'm just confused. Can anyone come up with any? If you had to argue, Brandon, why the Bengals are not getting the benefit against Buffalo? What is it? Well, I'm just trying to map this out to be clear here, too. So it's like the Bengals, who could have been the one seed, right? We all agree they yep. could have feasibly been the one seed, now might have to pl- not win the, well, win the division, but might not play a home playoff game at all. Like, they could get to the AFC Championship game. They have to so, go to Baltimore and then Buffalo and yeah. then a neutral site for the title. <laughs> that's that's garbage from going from potentially being the one seed to not even getting at least one home playoff game. That's that's ridiculous. It's garbage. But it's it's acceptable garbage if you lose the coin flip against Baltimore and you lose the coin flip against Buffalo. Because then it's like, well, hey, I mean, like, we flipped a coin. You know what I mean? Like, it sucks that we lost, but at least we had a chance that it was going to land on heads and it didn't. But I don't understand stats why they're not giving the Bengals that same leeway against the Bills. It does seem weird. Again, like, come up with a formula and then apply the formula consistently throughout the whole thing. And it doesn't seem like the NFL has done that. I feel like BLG, you were really focused on the fact that they are not playing the bills Bengals game. Like once you take that off the board, it is a weird scenario. Like, yeah, take it out. It's, it's like really hard to take that. I just think it's, but they don't even want to play the bills and the Bengals don't even want to play. it. It's just tough though. When are you? First of all, when were you going to play it? I mean, you know, there, do we what, do we need of a the Pro Bowl? of the many do suggested really the, Pro the many suggested things? What is the the most preferred in your mind? I mean, I don't have a good answer. I know, I I know that's like tough to say, but I mean, in my mind, do we need the Pro Bowl? We can't push things back like maybe a week. I feel like that the NFL would say that affects. Yeah, like now you're compromising the entire playoff field as opposed to just these three or four teams. I think you had to find a way to play the game. I don't know what the easy answer to that is, but I think it was imperative. It just, it changes everything. It changes. It's such a massive. Yes, it does. But they, the teams themselves don't even want to play the game. I mean, but they're going to play anyway in the, I don't know. They might not. They could, I mean, not guaranteed, but they could anyway. So like, I don't know. I just, I think it's really tough. I think it waters down the product. I do. I'm fine with the game not being played, particularly stats to your point that the teams themselves didn't want to play. And I, I think, it, you know, it's going to be difficult to watch football no matter what. Like, it's going to be jarring. Was it uh, Brandon and I talked about this on the NFC's mixtape this week? Was it Ryan Clark stats that tweeted the next stat or next snap we watch is going to be like the most scary snap of football we've ever watched? Um, I didn't see that, but it's a good point. Right. I mean, so like football is going to be like there, there is going to be like a, a waiting in, I think, for a lot of people. But I don't think anybody wanted to like, OK, it's seven to three now. You know what I mean? Like like pick up at the scene of the crime, so to speak. Like, I don't I don't I mean, and again, like I, I understand and respect your opinion, Brandon. But um, with regards to how they handled it, and I don't mean to be like, way to go. You suck, NFL, because this was really hard to figure out. But I don't think they gave the under and I under, fine, like give the Ravens that grace. Give the Bills this grace. Give the Chiefs this grace. What grace was given to the Bengals? And and what if it was a team 
you know, a more traditional blue blood team, Mm. the Packers, the Cowboys, the Eagles, a team with more of a history, right? Like Cincinnati's not, you know, they don't have a long history in the NFL, long history of winning. Is that a factor? I don't know. I'm just pointing this this out. This is their first time they're repeating as division champions ever. And that's like, it's, it, they'll take it, but it's even that. It's like kind of, it's just hollow. It's kind of like sucks. It's like, this is how they do it. It's like, well, they won on the technicality. Um, Pro Football Talk, Mike Florio tweeted this out. And I think it's interesting because, again, all of this has to be voted on. I'll just read the tweet. The fact that the owners will first discuss the proposed changes to the rule regarding canceled games at noon Eastern on the day before week 18 starts <laughs> puts them in a tough spot when it comes to fully digesting and debating the situation. That's true, right? Well, like it's true, but that's why like, and I don't mean to be like a cynicist, but like, I like, I think the vote is, is like this, this doesn't come out if they're not prepared to vote this through. Right. Because like to the point at hand, if they don't vote this through, what happens if the chiefs win tomorrow, the bills don't know what their situation is on Sunday. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, at, so like I'm fully expecting personally this vote to pass. Hmm. That's I'm fascinated to see. I would love to be in that room and hear the debate and the discussion that goes on because you you know the Ravens are gonna or uh, excuse me the Bengals are gonna kick up hell. It'd be I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine with this if you just say that if the Bengals and Bills meet in the playoffs, you flip a coin right. as far as who gets to host it. You add that, and I don't think it's perfect, but I think this is the best thing you could have possibly done. Would not be the only notable thing to uh, to vote to not have resolution this week. <laughs> Uh, um, stuff like this, by the way, owners that vote against it or whatever, this is how like feuds get formed in the like among the ownership ranks and, and feuds oh, form sure. between owners and the league. Because, you know, the league just wants everybody to approve this and mm-hmm. move on. And, you know, let's go. Let's focus on football. And well, so there's going to be owners that vote against it. And there's going to be friction there with yeah. Goodell. I, I have a question for you guys. So like and Brandon moving past the like. I felt like it was imperative they play this game. But like, so again, living in this reality, what what is wrong with saying like, okay, these are just the standings. Like why, why offer the like neutral site things, whatever, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. You know what I mean? Like I, I understand why you're trying well, to give the that rule, grace. right? You're saying like, why not follow the actual rule? Yeah. yeah. Why not just say, what are the standings now? Like it, the game is canceled. What are the standings? Like that I, would be unfortunate. But like, if, if you, if you're trying to be like fair and objective, that's the right. most fair and objective way to do it. It's, it's the information you had work, working with going into the situation. Do I think that's amazing and awesome? No, but is it at least logically the rule for, is it the standard procedure? Then, yeah, I can admit right. that. I agree with that. And you could easily say if you're the NFL, look, we have rules in place. These are the rules. If you don't like it and you think it needs to be changed, we're willing to do that. But we can't right. change it on the fly. In the so yeah. this is what and we're going to do. They could have fallen prefer- back to that. I would prefer that instead of this, because I don't think that the Bengals got the same credit or grace or deference, whatever, that everybody else got. Well, everybody has an opportunity for like the fate of a coin flip to work their way except for the Bengals. Well, it's also like, you know, the slippery slope, like the precedent that's being set now. It's like, well, what else can we make up on the fly? You know, if we can just do have, this, we can do anything. I have one, I have one final question on, on that. And this isn't important, but I saw, um, I think it was Alex Gold in Kansas City tweet about this. Steven, you can correct me if I'm wrong. Um, I think it's Alex Gold. But um, do you, and I, like, this is just a question that I've had, like, do you think this is the beginning of conference championship games being played at neutral sites, like on the permanent, like the NFL trying to trying to evolve from this with three Super Bowl sort of like uh, events, right? Like, no, I think it's possible. I think no, I think it's no. 
I think owners would not go for that at all. They want the, right. the tickets and everything and the gate and everything. Yeah, they want no their way. home fans to be able to see their team clinch a spot in the Super Bowl. I agree with you, but only one owner gets the gate from that every year, like the primary gate, as opposed to if you have like, you know, destination conference championship games that everyone gets an equal piece of like. And and so you're telling like, imagine you're a team that's like a down on their luck franchise and you don't, you're, you know, you're, and you're unlikely to host a, a conference mm-hmm. championship, you think. You're like, well, yeah, I'll sign up for this because I'll get one thirty or one sixteenth of like this big payout every single year when I'm not going to get it any other year otherwise. Yeah, but I think the allure, like the upside, is what people are thinking about there. I think they're thinking the bet. They're not thinking about the worst case scenario. They're thinking about the teams think teams very much operate. I feel like much to delusional extents of the best case scenario and what they're like what they can accomplish certainly enough teams would to scuttle that vote like the cowboys are never going to vote to take away an nfc even though they never get there eventually they think they probably will that allows them to maybe host more nfc championship games you would think right like (laughs) i mean like it's that's the, the joke writes itself but i thought it was an interesting thing to think of nonetheless Pick me! One, two, three. Pick one. On three. Pick three, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Let's try and move on to the actual football being played on the field. We'll get to our lock of the week and our same game parlay. That's brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Use code SBNFL for a special offer when you sign up. That is code SBNFL only at DraftKings Sportsbook. We are in the final week of the regular season. Congratulations, BLG. Congratulations, me. Both of us got our locks of the week correct last week. RJ did not. So the standings, BLG 11 and 6. RJ is 7, 8, and 2. I am 6, (laughs) 9, and 2. But I have a chance to catch you, RJ, before the regular season ends. And I'm going to do it this week, damn it. But you get the honors, BLG, week 18. What is your lock of the week? Can you imagine? If the Pittsburgh Steelers sneak into the playoffs, can you imagine that after it was like, oh, nope, this is going to be the year where the record of, you know, at least 500 comes to an end. This, this it's, they're all done. Uh, I don't know, man. I think they could get it. Now they're going to need some help obviously to get in, but at the very least, I think that you can count on them to take care of business, do their part to put themselves, to give themselves a chance at the very least to make the playoffs. I don't know that we need to see the Steelers in the playoffs, but the <laughs> the accomplishment would be very impressive. I think we can all agree, especially given uh, what has gone on there uh, and their situation this year and missing TJ Watt for so long. Uh, so anyway, I'm going to take the Steelers because if you're betting against Mike Tomlin, you're probably not paying attention. And um, I know stats, you also appreciate that I'm betting against Deshaun Watson. So we I do have, yes, us, uh, we have that going for us here. So I will take the Steelers minus two. Um, if, and if they lose, am I really going to feel bad about betting on Mike Tomlin? I'm not. I love that pick, Brandon. I wanted it. Um, you got there first. Um, plus, you have winners, honors, um, so good for you. I guess I'm going second stats, I just assumed. Um, yep. There's a lot on the line this week. Um, not a lot of, like, playoff spots, but a lot of, like, playoff order. Obviously, we just talked about the the you know situation in the AFC. Uh, but the number one pick is up for grabs this week. Uh, a number of different things could still happen. Uh, the Chicago Bears are big-time Indianapolis Colts fans. Uh, I'll save my thoughts for the game specifically when we get there, but I do think that the Colts are going to help the Bears out. I think the Houston Texans, who are two-and-a-half-point underdogs, will find a way to do what they couldn't in week one, and that's to actually score more points than the Colts and just score uh, (laughs) just as many uh, as them. So I will take the Houston Texans, two-and-a-half-point underdogs. I think they win outright, but I'll certainly take the points. I like it. 
I'm going to default to my home team for my pick. I'm going to take the Niners minus 14 over the Cardinals for a few reasons. Number one, the Cardinals, this is Cliff Kingsbury's last game as Cardinals head coach. Number two, they're starting David Blau at quarterback. And number three, DeAndre Hopkins is not going to play in this game. When you couple that with the fact that the 49ers got absolutely torn to shreds by Jared Sidham last week, D'Amico Ryan's, their defensive coordinator, kind of called them out this week. So I think their defense is going to want to show out after getting whooped last week. So I think it's going to be a big time win by the Niners. So I will take them minus 14 over the Cardinals. And that will tie me up with RJ in our locks on the year. Now, same game parlay. Gentlemen, we, we got to get it together here because oh we have God. not gotten one correct the entire season. Last week, we lost two out of our three bets for Steelers-Ravens. Uh, the standings, BLG, congratulations. You are now atop the standings mm. at 7 and 10. I am at 6 and 11. RJ is at 4 and 13 for the same game parlay. This wow. week, we're going to look through Titans and Jaguars. BLG, you have honors. So I have a real chance here to, at the very least in the regular season, if not the playoffs, really finish on top. It's almost like I know what I'm talking about more than <laughs> you guys. Hmm, interesting. Uh, okay, I am going to go with an over on the passing yards for Trevor Lawrence. That is 279 and a half passing yards. The Titans have allowed this amount or more in eight of their games this season. Trevor Lawrence has had some of his biggest passing performances late in the year. He's heating up. The Jags have the good vibes going on right now. They just, uh, they went out against the Texans, didn't even need to win, didn't need to play their starters, did, crushed them. I think they have a lot of confidence right now going into this game. Uh, I think they're going to win the AFC South. So I'm going to ride with the Jags and Trevor Lawrence, who I think has, he had an interesting season. It seemed like there was some promise at the beginning of the year. Then it kind of went by the wayside. Now he's back. Things are clicking. I think this is a good table setting for year three for him. Doug Peterson. Uh, I am going to take the over on Trevor Lawrence passing yards. By the way, the Titans allowing the most fantasy football points to wide receivers this season. So, yeah, I think it could be a big day for the Jags passing attack. I am going to go with a Jaguar as well. I'm going Evan Ingram over 44 and a half receiving yards in the game. Tennessee cannot stop tight ends. They give up more receiving yards to tight ends than anybody else. Well, I shouldn't say that they're tied with Seattle for the most in the league. And last time the Jags played the Titans, Evan Ingram went nuts. He got 15 targets, 11 catches, 162 yards in that game. Even if Tennessee does a much better job against him, he's only got to get to 45. Mm. So I'm going to rely on Evan Ingram and the Jags. I agree with BLG. I think they're starting to get it together a little bit here. So I'll go Evan Ingram over 44 and a half receiving yards, RJ. We tend to fight a lot here on the podcast, at least Brandon and I do. Um, we, we took some criticism for that on the NFC East mixtape last week, uh, which you listened to, Stats. You said you actually enjoyed that. So, um, you know, at least we have one fan in that sense. Uh, but this, this has to be a team effort. All right. Um, I, all week long, I've been thinking about the 2007 Miami Dolphins. That's who we are. And uh, Stats, I know, I think you'll know uh, the announcer who it was. Uh, one of my favorite calls. Again, apologies for not knowing who it was. But the 0-13 Dolphins went to overtime against the Baltimore Ravens. 
and one on a walk-off touchdown. Uh, and the play-by-play man said, take us out of the record books. We're not going in for that one. And that's how I feel. Like, we cannot go into this book um, as an 0-18 sort of crew. So lowest hanging fruit possible. This fruit is in the ground. It's not mm-hmm. even, like, above ground. Like, I am taking the lowest possible thing because I want to make sure we get this over the goal line. And that's why I'm going to take the man who's going to. Derek Henry, anytime touchdown score, minus 115. I'm too scared to do anything else. I don't want to touch it. I'm just trying to do my part here. Stats, I think you kind of screwed us a little bit. I feel very confident in myself and Brandon, but yours I'm a little bit nervous about. Did you, after hearing my justification, you still feel nervous? Yeah. I mean, again, like this was about low-hanging fruit. I mean, you know, let's just... This is low-hanging fruit. That's my point. If if you're wrong for this, you have to jump in two legs. (laughs) By the way, if you did, in theory, you know, place a bet on this, let's say 10 bucks, the payout would be $50. So that's what you're looking at, at least currently, with these odds, if you're for the same game parlay. Let's get people a little bit of money, even though we've we've taken more of their Why money. 10? Do the a year. million. You know what I mean? Like, well, no, no, do, not, do not. That is not actually yeah, a, a joke. It's a joke for just full clarity. But, you know, whatever. OK, before we get in any more trouble, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we will run through some of the games. There is a hell of a lot on the line in week 18. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady. Live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Back here on the SB Nation NFL show, we are going to give you our thoughts on the games, unless somebody gets zapped, in which case, if that happens, you can give no thoughts on the game. You just have to give a pick and move on. Not going to lie. We will spend a little more time on some of the more meaningful games than the others, but let's get to it. Gentlemen, we've talked about it a little. Titans, Jags, Jacksonville favored by six and a half points. The winner of this game wins the division, BLG. I don't think the Titans are going to come in laying down. That's not their, That's not how they operate under Vrabel. I think they're going to put up a fight. So maybe I like the points in this one. But ultimately, I think the Jags are going to get it done. Um, you know, Josh Dobbs did some nice things relative to expectation against the Cowboys. But come on, it's Josh Dobbs we're talking about here. Uh, <laughs> and I, I just think the Titans, uh, Traylon Burks is banged up. Um, they're getting some guys back, but still banged up. And the Jags just have the vibes. They have the momentum. Why would you bet against Doug Peterson late in the season? He that's typically uh, when he's at his best. So I'm going to take the Jags to win. The Titans cover, but the Jags win the AFC South. 
I'm very nervous about this. I'm very nervous when when Twitter has a team that they love, which this year is the Jaguars, and it's mm-hmm. like, okay, all you got to do is get one thing done. The Chargers couldn't get it done last year on Sunday Night Football. I recognize this is Saturday Night Football. I'm very, very, very nervous about this. I saw of all the NFL media people, Maurice Jones-Drew, of all people, was the only one who didn't take the Jaguars. Like, wow. just kind of a, like, Uh-oh. been there, done it, seen it before <laughs> type of energy here. Uh, it would be, like, very Mike Vrabel and very, yes. like, this Titans regime to mm-hmm. just come in and, like, spoil the party. I'm not, like, this afraid to take the Titans in this game, but I will say this is the, the pick that I am the least confident in this week. I will take the Jaguars, but I will take the Titans to cover. Real quick, I- if the the if the, uh, the Jackson still make the playoffs if they lose this game. If the Bills, Jets, and Browns also a win, the Jags would be the seventh seed. Is that adjusted for our new reality? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Okay. I feel like if you're the Jags, right, you want to say it's a new era. You've got Doug Peterson. You've got your number one draft pick. You want to, the message is like, hey, not the same old Jags, right? Well, then this is the game. Go win it. I think they will, for the record. I think they're going to win it. I think they're going to cover. I just, Tennessee needs new blood there. They need a new quarterback. They got to figure, you can't just try and pound Derrick Henry 350 times and, and win every game like that. So I think it's going to be kind of, the end of sort of a mini era for the Titans and the start of one for the Jags. I'll take the Jags and I will give the six and a half points. The other game coming up tomorrow, Chiefs and Raiders. Raiders are getting nine points in the game, RJ. Kansas City obviously wants a chance to get as many home games at Arrowhead as possible. Yeah, um, I know the Raiders were cute last week and, you know, uh, made your Sunday afternoon a little bit more stressful than you probably wanted it to be stats. By the way, we didn't talk about it. That was such a great uniform matchup, that Niners-Raiders game. Um, Chiefs away uniforms against the Raiders home uniforms is a great look, too, which is what we're going to get here. Um, I don't trust the Raiders at all. Um, They're in such a weird space. Devontae Adams has spent the week telling everybody, no, I'll be be back. Like, you know, don't don't worry. (laughs) I mean, this is really weird. Um, So I'll take the Chiefs um, just because they're the Chiefs. I'm going to take the Raiders to cover, but not to win. The Raiders typically play the Chiefs pretty tough. I feel like that's like they get up for that game. That's their Super Bowl. At the end of the day, though, a big undoing, especially in the Chiefs-Raiders matchup in KC earlier this year, no answer for Travis Kelsey. I mean, who does? But especially them just literally just have no answer for him. And I think that's what it comes down to in the end. But Chiefs are also just not good at covering the spread. Um, they'll win because, you know, with a lot on the line, they'll get it done. But I don't know if they'll make it look pretty. So I'll take the points, but the Chiefs will win. It'll be interesting. You know, the Raiders performed well offensively against the 49ers defense, which is much, much better than the mm-hmm. Chiefs defense. So I kind of agree with you, BLG. I think the Chiefs are going to win because ultimately they're just more talented than the Raiders. But nine points is a, is a big spread in the NFL. So I'll take the Raiders and the points, even though I'm going to have Kansas City winning the game outright. All right, let's move on to Sunday now. Patriots in Buffalo to take on the Bills, BLG. Bills giving seven. Patriots are in a win-and-in scenario here. Uh, I think it was on Monday, Football Monday, RJ, that you and Pete touched on, like, all these people left for dead. Bill Belichick, the Steelers, you know, everyone left for dead. Yeah, Belichick, Steelers, Brady, Rogers, they're all still hanging out. Yeah, (laughs) right, still hanging out. Belichick's Um, the worst coach ever, but he could win and get into the playoffs. He's not the worst coach ever. I mean, that's what I feel like the vibes have been on this show is that Belichick is terrible. That's a a strong Sean McVay. Sean McVay is the worst. Yeah, that's a good point. (laughs) This is something Brandon and I are fully simpatico on, by the way. Um, I'm going to take, I'm going to take the bills. I think, um, you know, this is an emotional spot for them, obviously coming off of Monday and 
they don't want the Patriots to be in. And Josh Allen kind of owns the Patriots, or at least we've seen him certainly have their number in the past. So I don't trust the Patriots. Again, what have I said all year about this team? They have, they're just in the middle of the road kind of team. They're not terrible. They're not great. They have not beaten good teams at all. They have no track record of doing that this year. So I'm not going to take them to do it here. Bills win, Bills cover. I admittedly uh, don't fully understand this, especially based off of what happened on Thursday night. So if either one of you can answer this, I would love it. Um, I think we, we all think the Chiefs are going to win. Clearly, we just picked that game. Would the Bills have anything to play for at this point if the Chiefs win? I mean, I guess the, the two seed over the three seed, maybe? Like, like what's what, what, what do they, you know? Maybe neither of you have this answer. If, if the, the Chiefs, Chiefs win, lose, though, like let's live in that world for me. Chiefs win. Oh, what do the Bills have to gain here? If the Chiefs win, then the, the Bills can still drop to the three seed. Right. So that's what it is, like maintaining the two over the three. But if the Chiefs win, the Bills know they do not have the first round by, right? Like at, at the very least, they know they're playing in the wild card round, whether that's at this, as the two or the three remains to be seen. But I think if, you could argue if you're the Bills, like, you know what, like, we might draw this Patriots team next week here in this building, right? Like, let's manufacture our own buy, right? Like, it's been, you know, whatever. Um, that being said, I'm going to take the Bills. But I, I do think that that Saturday's Chiefs performance is an important key in what happens in the rest of the AFC playoff picture on Sunday afternoon as well. But uh, but I'll take the Bills. I'll lay the points. Josh Allen, to me, among the Bills that I saw, was one of the most affected by the Hamlin injury his look especially on the field, he looked particularly shaken up. He still looked shaken up when he talked about it this week, which is understandable. Um, and it's, I imagine it would be incredibly hard to get back on the field. I almost wonder if the fact that, that DeMar is talking to the team again, will help him kind of get over that a little bit. Um, so I'm going to take the bills in this one. I'll take them to cover the spread. Uh, I just, if Josh, if he was, things were still more up in the air, from the Hamlin situation, I might feel differently because obviously that's so much to have on your mind, but because we've gotten so much good news, thankfully since then, uh, I think he'll be able to get fully focused on the game. And if he's fully focused on the game, he's going to destroy the Patriots as we have seen. Moving along. Sorry, very quickly. As we're talking, Sean McDermott is speaking. Um, I just saw a tweet from Mike Giardi who relayed um, what the FaceTime was like with DeMar Hamlin um, right now in the press conference. Um, and said um, that the DeMar gesture to the team, including flexing, was the word that McDermott used. Just really good, awesome stuff. Just wanted to you know, add that. It's a you know, really good day uh, when we've all been rooting for one to happen. Absolutely. Moving on as best we can. Ravens and Cincinnati. Bengals are giving nine points in this one, RJ. I don't know if an apology is what I need to offer with regards to my belief in the Ravens, I'm not sorry for believing in the Lamar led Ravens, but I'm sorry, sorry. for believe RJ really quick. Sorry. I just want to update this. The Bengals are actually favored by 10 now. Okay. Yeah. So I'm not sorry for believing in the Lamar Jackson led Ravens. We haven't gotten to see that obviously in a very long time. I'm sorry at the very least for believing that this was going to work itself out. This is weird. Like we're at the point where now it's like, it's no longer like, Oh, whatever stats you message uh, mentioned this to us in Slack. I don't know of a player who, who has their like number of practices missed, like counted the way this happened. So like there's some very weird, strange energy happening here. Um, Brandon, you've talked about this a lot. Like we always give the Ravens the doubt. Oh, it's the Ravens. Of course they made. And like, there's a lot of like 
history there to support that, right? Like to give them the benefit of the doubt. But I'm at this point where I'm like, I don't trust the Ravens anymore. Like I, there, there are a lot of things I like, but I'm just, I'm out until I, I see a little bit more proof of this concept. I'll take the Bengals. I'll lay the points. Um, I, I'm already stated that I'm, I'm sad for the Bengals from a competitive standpoint that they lost down on things, but um, you know, Bengals points. Let's do it. I am also going to take the Bengals. I mean, like Burrow early in that game on Monday night was looking terrifying. Like I was terrified of, I was like, Oh my God, this guy, like, how do you stop this guy? This guy is, <laughs> like he's just, you're just waiting for the shoe to drop in a, in a bad way for your team when you're facing him. Uh, you know, the problem with believing in the Lamar led Ravens, I think at this point, it's at least fair to bring up that hasn't been available at the end of the past two seasons here. I think it was what five of the last, I forget the number five of the last eight last year. And now it's going to be uh, five or six in a row at the end of this year. So that's a concern, especially given his play style and everything. Um, so, and, and that's, I just, again, I I've been saying it every week. I don't really know how that leads to the big contract extension unless he just goes off in the playoffs, which is impossible to get in. And if he's healthy and his timeout off helped him and he, and he makes some noise, then sure. That's back on the table, but for right now, I mean, it's looking like franchise tag at best, and maybe and maybe the Ravens aren't really married to him, and will be willing to listen to offers, especially if there are some first round picks there on the table. So um, vibes have just not been good. By the isn't Tyler Huntley banged up too, if I'm not mistaken here? Yep, so, he was, like, I think limited in practice on Thursday. So, like, so like, what are it, we doing here? It's uh, it's I'm, I, taking, I'm not no, it's tough. I'm not in. I'm out. I'm all the way out. I'm taking the Bengals. It's really weird to say out loud right now, the Bengals have their stuff together as an organization better than the Ravens. Mm. But I kind of think it's true from, from everything that you guys have said. And also I feel like, and maybe I'm, this is me just putting my own stuff onto this. I feel like there's something about Joe Burrow from like a mindset competitive standpoint where there are some guys that like some guys want to win every game. A lot of guys want to win every game. Joe Burrow wants to crush you in every game, especially at the end of the season. I love that. I love watching him play. I think he's going to want to go out and, you know, what's that from Remember the Titans? Leave no doubt. I think Burrow is going to want to. Plus, they got a chip on their shoulder now because of how all this additional stuff has worked itself out. Mm -hmm. They're very good at the, you know, us against the world kind of thing. So I'll take Cincinnati and I will give the points. Our next stop takes us to Miami where the Jets come to town. Miami's favored by two and a half. Joe Flacco is going to start this game. Zach Wilson is going to be the number two. The fascinating thing with this game, there was a rumor from Armando Salguero, who's now without kick, but who covered the Dolphins as a beat writer for years, was basically like the godfather of the Dolphins beat writers, that if Miami loses this game, Mike McDaniel could be fired after one year, which to me makes this game eminently more interesting. BLG, we'll start with you. Where are you going? Don't really feel good about either side. I have to be honest here. Um, Dolphins potentially having Skylar Thompson, the Jets, Joe Flacco. We've reached the point where Zach Wilson can't get on the field over Joe Flacco. So pretty. <laughs> Who hasn't uh, played in forever, by the way, Joe Flacco. And, and didn't look good earlier this season when he did. Um, but I think I have to take the points here. I just think, you know, it's tough when you're down to your third string quarterback, unless you're the 49ers, although. The Dolphins are coached by the 49ers OC, but even so, um, again, I don't feel good about either side. So if that's the case, I'm usually just going to lean with the points. I thought about locking the Dolphins up, um, and it's not a matter of like Joe Flacco starting, and that's what scares me. But like the Jets are going to like 
we haven't totally talked. Like, this has been a really embarrassing collapse for the Jets. And I think, like, people want to, like, people so badly want the Jets to be good again from, like, a underdog, fun, plucky standpoint, narrative, whatever, uh, that they're, like, and, like, I'm not trying to say the defense isn't good. Like, there, there are legitimately good things about the Jets and what they have going on. Like, they're not pure and total trash. But, like, this collapse is pretty embarrassing for the Jets and for the Dolphins. Um, but it would be very Jets-ish to, like, come out and just, like, wax the Dolphins. And then for all offseason, everyone to be like, see, see, oh, man, this Jets team, blah, blah, blah. And, like, it, it's, it would be, like, this false narrative for them to believe in. I'm taking the Jets. Robert Sala said this on Joe Flacco. Quote, Joe is like a Ford pickup truck. You may not appreciate him in September, October, or November, <clears throat> excuse me, because there's nothing flashy in his game. But when December and January hit, the weather is kind of crappy. He didn't say crappy. He's still freaking rolling. That Miami. Show. <laughs> Miami by a thousand. Wow. Robert Sala. You- stop this. You are not good with the media, Robert Sala. <sighs> Mr. Show me. You know, we got the receipts. Jeez. Now you're calling Joe Flacco a Ford pickup truck. No, 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 no. Miami by a thousand. Do you guys think the Mike McDaniel rumor has anything to do with Sean Payton? Like we've been talking so much, like, what, like wait, where like does Sean could Payton only have to do with Sean Payton? There's no right, good like, reason to fire him otherwise. Exactly, but like the like it's difficult right now, especially, and we'll know more next week, obviously, which teams decide to move on from head coaches and stuff. But like based on the the current openings, the Colts, Panthers, and Broncos, it's hard to find like a square peg for the square hole, uh, so to speak. That that is Sean Payton, like. The Dolphins make a lot of sense. It's everything he's talked about, and I don't know that it would be Tua. Maybe that is the the Brady thing, everything finally kind of coming together, whatever the case may be. That would be fascinating because then if you fire McDaniel and you bring in Sean Payton and Tom Brady, like, you better win, you know, like, and then, okay, Brady's going to play for what, one or two more years, and then you need a quarterback again anyway. It'd be a weird situation, but it'd be chaotic, which I always like. So please do that, Miami, and We'll see what happens uh, if it all shakes out. Next up, Vikings in Chicago to take on the Bears. Bears are getting seven and a half points. No Justin Fields in this game. That means it's Nathan Peterman delight, RJ. Yeah, the Bears um, have ordered the code red. Um, <laughs> I mean, the, the Bears are, are, are rooting for that number one overall pick. I maintain that the Vikings vitriol is, is too Zap. far out of hand. Oh, I, I, can I say one? It has nothing to do with no, the no, just, you're nope. you're I done. wanted to say something. No, about, no, no, you're done. that's the I, whole point of this app. It was something you both could have learned from, but I will take the Vikings, but bears to cover. No, no, no. Yeah. Vikings to cover. I mean, I was going to let you, I was waiting. I did not do it instantly, but you what got there. Jerk, and had to say it. The Vikings <laughs> are the least threatening team in the NFC playoff picture. Bring on the Vikings. I echo what justice had love justices. Uh, well, it was, it was very, Pro Packers, which is funny. Of course, it should be. <laughs> Although I don't think it's insane. I'm I'm much more scared of the Packers than the Vikings at this point. Um, but that being said, I th- I feel like to go to RJ's lock of the week, I feel like this is shaping up in my head to be a scenario where the Bears get the number one overall pick. And it's going to be a very interesting situation this offseason because I like everyone's going to be like, oh, you know, the Bears are going to add a pass rusher or a trade back. or I don't know. I think they could be in the mix for Bryce Young. I don't know that they're married to Justin Fields after this season. I don't know that that's the case. So I'm going to take the Vikings because the Bears are left for dead and trying to lose the game. Um, but I do not feel good about the Vikings' playoff outlook at all. Yeah, I think it's a weird situation where no matter what the Vikings do in a win, you could just say, well, they're frauds. But when they lose, 
then that confirms everything. And that is a weird, like at some point, doesn't it have to stop being luck when you win all these one score games? No, no. team has ever won as many one score games in a season as the Vikings have this year. Have okay. you heard of an anomaly? But here's the thing, BLG. They could luck their way to a Super Bowl title too. Like it still counts, you know, like I mean, maybe it's will, just that year. It's possible, but like, yes, as in 1% or 0.01% is possible. It's very unlikely. But yes. it's still, so if they win the Super Bowl, are we going to be like, ah, oh, they weren't that good. I mean, like, let's see how they do it. Well, hold on. <laughs> Even if they win the Super Bowl, you wouldn't let's be willing to say it. that they're a good team. The 2011 Giants, and RJ will back me up on this, even though he can't because he's zapped. It, like, we're like the flukiest, it's the flukiest title run you'll ever see. It, it, it was, it absolutely is. Did who they win cares? The title? Yeah. They have 07 the trophy. Well, I think 07 was less so, but 11 was Agreed. egregiously lucky. And okay, that's fine. But that does also more than one thing can be true. They won the trophy, they also won it in the most anomalous fashion ever. But that's irrelevant. That's still like, not I, true yet. No, it's not. I just feel like that is such a weird take to die on. So then there's nothing they can do. What do they have to do then to prove that they're good? If even winning a Super Bowl wouldn't do it for you. That's not the case. I'm saying let's see how they do it. Well, what? Uh, that's what I mean. So what? what if they win the it in like in an impressive, if they like go on the road or whoever and they beat, I don't know, whatever. I would, I'll know it when I see it. But <laughs> oh. at the same time, Stupid. that's crazy to me. At the same time. You guys are counting your chickens or before they hatched like way too much here. I mean, like, let's see Kirk Cousins win more than win more than one playoff game. No, that's fine. I, I agree, but I just think it's crazy that like you literally just said they could win a Super Bowl and you still wouldn't be able to admit that they're a good team. That's crazy to me. Apparently, only me. The, All right. The complaining about cleats was so sad. You're you're so oh wait, what? I was yeah, that's I all I wanted to offer was like Everyone understand. Everyone thinks the Vikings are frauds, right? Like, or a lot of people do, right? The the national narratives look. You cannot come out here, Vikings. But but like, it is such a bad look for that. And I'm fine with saying like, because the the field at Lambeau is like a thing. And Justice mentioned that to you, stats. How like you know whatever. And when the Cowboys went to Lambeau, Mike McCarthy obviously has familiarity there. Encouraged the Cowboys players to wear longer cleats. And the Vikings didn't. So, like, you knew that was going to happen. You were advised to do it. You didn't do it. Then you can't come out here and, like, complain about it. Like, that, that, is, that is the worst thing the Vikings have done this year is whine about this field. That is really a weird thing. If you're slipping, like, everybody knows. You slip, you change your cleats. It's literally like it's you play there every year. <laughs> right. All right. That's that, really that's... weird. Next up, Browns and Steelers. Steelers are favored by two. We just got a little bit of breaking news. Uh-oh. The Browns have sent Jadevian Clowney home. After he criticized the team, so he is not going to play in this game. Okay. Uh, RJ, since you got zapped, I'll give you the first chance at this one. He actually said that he was was it ninety five percent unlikely to return. I know he had a similar quote last year. Um, yeah. Uh, good, wow, Browns. Now all of a sudden you want to take a stand against a player. Whoa. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> wow. Criticize um, the team. We'll send you home. Get accused right. of sexually assaulting thirty women. Guaranteed contract. Um, I hate to say this, but like the Browns looked like they were kind of figuring things out a little bit offensively last week. Um, and, and some of that for me is just like pining after Amari Cooper and being so sad that he's not a cowboy anymore. But um, despite that, th- th- this is the Steelers game, as Brandon noted. It, it would have been my lock of the week if he hadn't taken it. I'll take Pittsburgh. I'll take Mike Tomlin. They get above 500. It lives on forever. Yeah, I already explained this in my lock, but so we'll, I'll just save the time. But Steelers are going to win. Um Clowney's kind of a loser, man. Can we say that? Is that fair? To, like, he like he's had an interest. Like, for a number one overall pick, he's bounced around a little bit. He's like, he cheap shotted Carson Wentz at the one point. Uh, I don't know. It's just like 
I disagree with the, I disagree with the take that like all he ever had was the big hit at South Carolina. Like I think that's like an over dramatization of the truth. I mean, but like it's, the it's but but that that is like partly true. You know what I mean? Like again, like What's he's he been a NFL? fine. I agree with you. Like he's been a, a serviceable player in the NFL because like, that that statement makes it seem like he's been sure. trash. Like, and I'm just saying that's no. not true. But, so um, he's trash. I just said he's. I think he kind of has like a loser attitude, and I think that's maybe anyway. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna take the Steelers. He's made three Pro Bowls in the NFL. Just want to point I'm not that sure out. He's been unsuccessful. I just you and, know, and I think Pro Bowls aren't exactly how many All Pro teams. Like you know what I mean? Like he, Pro Bowls aren't like he is yeah. objectively underachieved as a number one overall pick. I agree. Yeah, with I think that's totally legitimate. I don't. I don't think that's uh, banging on him too much to say. Forty. Does any team have, have like worst number one overall pick success in the Texans? David Carr, Mario Williams, Jadavion Clowney. Marion Williams was a solid player, but you're right. When you get pick yeah. first overall. They had three number one overall picks in the span of uh, 13 seasons. And they yeah. <laughs> and they didn't get, like, one Hall of Famer. <laughs> My stance on the Browns is well known. I'll take the Steelers. I don't care how many points. I hope the Browns lose every game forever. Panthers at the Saints. Saints giving three and a half points, RJ. This game is insignificant. I'm fine moving on. I'll take the Saints to win and cover, though. Yeah, I'll take the... I'll take the Eagles the have the Saints for its own pick. The same Saints who waxed them last week, baby! <laughs> yeah, it was a tough I'll... loss that the Eagles can still recover from and win the one seed. I'll take the Panthers, and I will take the points. Panthers may be talking to Jim Harbaugh. Oh, by the way, come to find out, guess who's under investigation by the NCAA? <laughs> the Michigan Wolverines <laughs> and Jim Harbaugh. I wonder if he's going to jump ship to mm. the NFL. Buccaneers are in Atlanta to take on the Falcons. Falcons giving four and a half points, BLG. Yeah, so the Bucks have nothing to play for here. They're locked yep. in. Um, uh, but I don't love the Falcons, so I'm going to take <laughs> I'm going to take the Bucks the points. Uh, can we see some Blaine Gabbert? Can we see some Kyle, Kyle Trask? Trask, baby? Yeah, yeah, let's let's go. Let's let's go, Kyle Trask. Going to throw for five touchdowns. Here we go. Don't you give Blaine Gabbert a little time? He saved that family. Mark, on the jet skis, he helped those people that, that were in the water. Like, maybe give Blaine a little bit of love here. That's all I'm saying, but that's probably not going to happen. It's going to be Brady. It's it's going to be the most Tom Brady thing ever to win a bad division, get into the playoffs, and, like, either Beat win a Cowboys. playoff game. That would Beat be Cowboys. tremendous. He's never lost to the Cowboys. That would be. If that happened, oh, my God, that would mm. just be beautiful beautiful for me that would keep me warm for the, the entire way, for nfl offseason for the audio listeners only rj has left the chat so we can just talk whatever all right yes. now he's back anyway rj we decided while you were gone that tom brady's going to beat the cowboys in the playoffs of course he did um i'll take the falcons to cover but the bucks to win todd balls can say like oh we're, we have stuff to work on but like you'd be silly not to like wait tom brady or somebody the falcons are going to cover but the bucks are going to win oh falcons i'm sorry are... I'm, I'm i'm um i think the falcons cover and win there we go. Okay. Uh, for the record, I will take the Falcons in the game just because the Bucks don't really care. Speaking of games that I don't really care about, Texans and Colts. Colts favored by two and a half, RJ. This is the perfect formula. Perfect formula for the Texans. Lovey Smith and everybody to be like, whatever. We crawled through all this mud. We're going back in, Texans. All right. We're, we're, we're not going to give you the satisfaction of putting us through all of this. We want the win, and good for Lovey Smith if he goes out and get it. This organization is trash. Um, plus, <laughs> would, wouldn't it be like uh, Brandon? You talk about the meme of the the guy on the like third place um, podium or whatever, like with the champagne yeah, or whatever. 
it would be the most like Jeff Saturday thing of all time. Like, couldn't you see the Colts like winning this game and them like carrying him off the field? Like, <laughs> like something and just then he like gets completely full time job. <laughs> yeah, like or whatever. Like, it would be the funniest thing of all time. Like, they would like like everybody makes fun of their banner, but like the banner would read like prevented the Texans from securing the number one overall pick or something like that. Like, whatever. Um, so I, I just, I, I think that the Colts are the perfect team to set the proper sequence of events into motion with the Texans winning and the Bears getting the number one overall pick in the draft. Yeah, Texans are absolutely going to screw this up. The Colts, I think, have more looked more interested in losing, honestly, than the Texans have, um, like relatively recently. Like the Texans have had some competitive games here again, almost beat the Cowboys, should have really beaten the Cowboys. Uh, I think also, Lovey Smith is 64 years old. What does he care about? Like a draft pick, he doesn't. He doesn't freaking care about that. Um, they're Texans are going to go all out to win this game, and they will. They're going to win outright. I think the Texans are going to go all out to win as well. Do you, is this the last game Lovey Smith ever coaches for the Texans? They've seemingly wanted to hire Josh McCown for like two years. Nobody was even talking about Lovey Smith as a head coach in the NFL, and then all of a sudden, boom! Lovey Smith gets the job. I'm not Who convinced that he's going to be back. I mean, that was why, yeah, but, right? But like, nobody was talking about him as a candidate. Yeah, I do think it's interesting in that Jeff Saturday is sort of the precedent now for Josh McCown to be the head coach, right? Like this like former player who comes in, no experience, blah, blah, blah. So it's interesting that these are the two ships passing in the night. Um, I don't know, but I, I do think I don't I don't support the idea of Josh McCown. With, and that's admittedly without knowing what the Texans seem to know. Um, but you're at the place, especially if you do get the number one overall pick where you can't like, you can't sit in this purgatory anymore as, as the Texans. Like it's been a, a, you know, toxic five years for you. Like from the, what was the lead 24, nothing in the AFC title game. Like from that moment to now has been sludge for the Texans. Like you have to start taking steps forward in the off season. And so you have to do that with the head coach who you're committed to. Jonathan, I, don't know if, I don't know if I said it, but I, I'll take the Texans uh, to win the game. Let's get to the late games now. Eagles and Giants. Eagles are favored by 14. We got news right before the show started, BLG, that it is, quote, trending in the right direction, according to Nick Sirianni, for Jalen Hurts to make his return. Philly needs to win to lock up the number one yeah. seed. They haven't been able to do it since Hurts went down. Mm -hmm. Do they do it this week against the Giants team that is probably going to be resting people? Yeah, I mean, like, there's been a question. Are the Giants going to rest their starters? Look, Literally, if you're looking at the YouTube version, look at the line below me right now that says minus 14. Do you think the Giants are going all out to win this game? Do you think Vegas is allowing that to happen where the Giants <laughs> could be playing, going all out to win, and they would have this line at 14? No, they would not because that would be stealing money if you could just be like, oh, yeah, I'll just take the Giants plus 14 in the game that they're trying to win. No. So, um you know, Jalen Hurts is going to be back. We don't know exactly what that's going to look like in terms of him, you know, being limited and, and how he how he might the, the coaching staff might use him. You would think they're not going to like be calling up designed runs for him. I think the Eagles approach to this game should be make the Giants pull their starters like go into this game, try to build a lead. At that point, the Giants are going to fold. They're not going to like keep their starters in the game. They might have taken them out anyway, and I'm sure some of them won't be playing. For example, Saquon Barkley is the second most touches in the NFL this year. Just talk about how they're going to resign him in the offseason. You're looking to get him more work in a, in a meaningless, in a meaningless game. game. Yeah. Like that just doesn't make any sense. I think the Giants can kind of give themselves you know, their own little buy here by resting some of their key guys. And I don't know if the Eagles cover because this 14 is a lot. I don't really know what to expect from this game at all. Again, it might reach a situation where the Eagles build a lead and then they pull their starters and then it's the backups versus the backups and anything can kind of happen to that point. So I'll, I'll lean with the points here. I'll take the points just because of I don't know what to expect, but I do think the Eagles win the game. 
I think it's interesting stats how all of a sudden it's like, what, why would Vegas have the line be this big? I mean, they know everything when a few weeks ago it was like, Vegas dropping Jalen's MVP odds means nothing. All right, everybody, like Vegas moving the line for the Eagles-Cowboys game means nothing. Um, That's I'm not, not what was said. Take. I'm not saying that was your take specifically. No, that, my, my I, I, take on that, my reaction when that happened was like, what is going on? And then certain, again, right I'm, not saying it was your, I'm not saying it was your take specifically, but okay. like, I'm just saying people pick and choose like when they want certain things to be true. Again, not accusing you specifically of that. Here well, why did that happen? That was the precursor to, I, we didn't even I understand know that. Like, no, hurt. but that's, that's why like, you should always believe Vegas. That's my point. So like, okay. I'm with oh, you yeah. here today. Um, so, but like, there were a lot of people, namely Eagles fans, and it was an unfortunate situation again, but like, who didn't want to believe that to be true at the time, you should always trust the books because they know what's happening. Um, I agree with you. Um, I do think that, you know, New York is going to chill out. I do hate this conversation. Like they're going to rest all their stars. It's not a college roster. You cannot rest 30 players in an NFL game. Mm-hmm. Um, but that being said, you can certainly rest Daniel Jones. You can certainly rest Saquon Barkley. It would be hilarious if the Giants found a way to win this game. I know that you and I are both rooting hard for that stats. Um, I will say, you know, Brandon, you're like, well, 14 points is a lot against a team that's not playing for anything. The Cowboys were 13 and a half point favorites on the road last week against a team not playing for anything. And they covered. I mean, so like, I'm kind of sick of this, like, and I'm not trying to be like a jerk about this, but like, you know, giving the Eagles like, well, you know, maybe like, no, you're a badass team. Go crush a team. Like, even with Jalen Hurts not at 100%, like you're supposed to be, you're supposed to be very, very, very good. They're not going to be playing for anything. You should go crush them. But the Eagles could do that, and it could be like let's say thirty-five to seven at the half, and I'm, then they pull I'm their starters, the and then the Giants. I, I'm laying the points because I think the Eagles are that good. I'm laying the points. For the record, I'll take the Eagles and I'll lay the points. I just am fascinated, like if Jalen Hurts is not a hundred percent, which if he's still trending in the right direction at this point, like why are you playing him in this game? The he's not going to get healthier. But they're, you're playing a team playing for nothing. Like if you can't, if you don't trust the, the best roster in football. I mean, uh, but did like, you see how Gardner Minshew looked last week? He didn't look very good at all. He looked really I just, bad. In fact, but wouldn't you rather be into the playoffs with a healthier, as healthy a Jalen Hurts as possible, and not be the one seed? Versus you're going to be kicking yourself so. No, it's insane. You're going to be kicking yourself so much if you went into this I, game. I, I understand Stats' point. Seed. I would rather have a hundred percent healthy or whatever Jalen Hurts as the five seed than a eighty-five no. percent healthy Jalen Hurts as I the mean, one seed. Yeah, yeah. That's, but that's yeah, but you have to get the one seed. You have to. Why? No, the, no that's because my it's second a huge that's, advantage. That's, it's two that's number, wins to go to the Super Bowl. But we're, what we're saying is that is number two on our priority list. Number one oh is gosh. healthy Jalen Hurts because yeah. if it if it's three wins, I have a better chance if Jalen Hurts is fully healthy. Of course, but there's a, there's a chance he's fine. I think you it's a risk, absolutely. But you have to take the risk where you get the one seed. You have to do that. But I do like, and I don't know what gamesmanship Sirianni or whoever's playing here, but like limited in practice on Wednesday, limited on Thursday, like tr- still trending in the right direction. Like, and it, all we have heard, he could play if if he had to this week, play if he had to this week. He's not like us. He's whatever. Blah 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 blah. And so like, how is it still a, a, like a question at this point? That's that's where like, it, if if it's truly that up in the air, then like, yeah, what the hell are you doing? And it, it would be one thing if you were playing the Cowboys who were playing for that one C, but you're playing a Giants team that, to your point, Brandon, you believe is going to be laying down. So like and and you it's not like your your team is only Jalen Hurts and nothing else. It is the best roster in football. Like and yes. so if if so like then then what you're saying and I'm I'm truly just like discussing this is like you doubt the quality of the roster to win without him. That's not really the case. It's just a matter of let's not mess around. Let's just go out, build a lead, and then probably pull him. I think that's the goal. And 
I think it's crazy that <laughs> you would one would not want to push for the number one seed. It's not like the number one seed wins the Super Bowl every year. I don't think it's nearly as important as you think it is. It's it also not like you can't get it if Jalen doesn't play. Right. Sure, and but by you're the way, maximizing your odds at it. And and you, like there's there's this take that like Gardner's one of the best backups in the NFL, blah, 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 blah. I mean, then like how can you not trust what you think to be as one of the best backups well, in the NFL with the best roster in the NFL though. against a team who is is laying down at home? It, like it, it is the best possible situation to win a game without Jalen Hurts. You have to play him. And also the limited thing isn't necessarily the best descriptor because in theory, I don't know if you know this, the definition of limited in practice literally means any percent less than a hundred percent. So he could, in theory, this isn't like a real thing, but if, if he was practicing at 99% like participation in practice, that would be the same as 1% in practice by the, li- the limited designation by all indications, he was doing more in practice uh, this week than he was last week. He's taking all the first team reps. So, you know, it seems like he's he's ready. Look, they know better than anybody. All I'm saying is if he's not, if he's, you know, 80% to me, I wouldn't play him. By the way, I don't think going into Philly is like some huge, like I'm not scared to play in Philly. You've got just as good a chance to turn the crowd against the Eagles as hey, you Minnesota, do for them hey, to get on. Hey, here. Minnesota Vikings, come stats. Bring a bunch of 49ers fans to the Rocky statue and dress it in a 49ers gear. Let's see how that goes for you. Is the game played at the Rocky statue? <laughs> no, but I'm saying like the, the, the Vikings had the same attitude and they got blown out 38 to 7 in the championship game. Is that the only playoff game that the Eagles have ever played in the building? Like, I mean, no, like, they also what? played like, the Falcons game before that one where they beat the Falcons to get to the Okay, they also game. played the Seahawks there a few years ago and lost with Carson Wentz. Yes, you're right. I mean, I just, I don't know. I don't think like you, you're saying the one seed is so important because you get the home games. Like, I'm not talking scared about to two go play home the games in the playoffs versus potentially three road games just to get to the Super Bowl. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, I would rather have my MVP level quarterback as healthy as possible than a banged up Jalen It's not Hurts a binary decision. Home. Anyway, it should be. That's like, it, it should be no, a binary. It should not be. Oh, my gosh. Anyway. Right. Next up, Cardinals at the Niners. Niners giving oh. 14 points. I've given my thoughts. RJ. Um, Cowboys need Eagles and Niners losses and a win themselves to clinch the one seed uh, themselves. Um, I think an Eagles loss is more likely uh, just because the Cardinals are so bad. Um, it has nothing to do with the Eagles or Niners. The Cardinals are one of the worst teams in the NFL. What a sad way for JJ Watt's career to go out. I wish him nothing but the best, but like he is so much of a better player than what this Cardinals team is. I agree with you stats. Cliff Kingsbury likely out really bad vibes with the Cardinals. Is anybody even watching hard knocks anymore? Like, are they still doing it? Like, did they just give up? Like it's whatever. No. We all said at the time, I feel like the Cardinals were a weird pick for JJ, right? Like, mm-hmm. like that was like, that was a strange pick by him. Really should have went to the Steelers. I think not that, like, I don't know if that'd be crazy better, but I don't know. Could have been fun to play with his brother or whatever. Um, it wouldn't have been worse than, than, than going to where he did. I'm going to take the 49ers to win. Um, it really, I mean, it seems like you're hoping for a lot to ask both the Cardinals as 14 point underdogs and the giants as 14 point <laughs> underdogs true. not impossible but you're asking for a lot for those scenarios for dallas to get the one seed um but yeah it's the 49ers take care of business and they win this one uh, i talked to johnny venerable who used to cover the cardinals here at sb nation for the niners crossover podcast this week he said it got so bad between cliff and kyler that they were not speaking to one another before kyler murray got hurt Things are not good in Arizona right now. Rams at the Seahawks. Seahawks are giving six points in this game. Seattle is desperately trying to sneak into the playoffs, RJ. 
I think they get this win. I'm so sorry for the Lions fans. Um, I think I meant to say this when we talked about Titans Jaguars. It's, it's an awful lot to like how truly Thursday night football-y the Titans and Jaguars are that the NFL is like, oh, like this that game is guaranteed to have like playoff implications for both teams. Um, even though the Lions are probably going to be out by Sunday night football, like Aaron Rodgers is a bigger entity than the Titans and Jaguars are. But um, tough scene here. I don't think the Rams can pull it off. Um, give me the Seahawks. Hmm. I'm going to take the Rams. I'm going to take the wow. Rams to win this one. I mean, the Rams, look, the Seahawks have In not been. In Seattle. Rams have not been, sorry, the Seahawks have not been playing well, other than, you know, they beat the Jets last week. Congrats. Um, have not been playing great. And the Rams have been a little bit more competitive recently. And when the Rams and the Seahawks met earlier this season, it was dicey for the Seahawks there, even though. The Rams were playing freaking, I forget the guy's name, Bryce something, not Bryce Petty. I forget it, Bryce Young. Or, uh, I can't even remember his it's name. It's not Bryce Young. <laughs> yeah, whoever. So some They're playing some dude, UDFA dude, and it was like a close game. Um, so I will actually take the points here. I'll take the Rams to win. Wow, that is stunning to me. I just, I don't think the Rams are very good. Sean McVay called this year a professional failure, which it absolutely is. Uh, I'll take Seattle. I will give the points. If you can't win this game, Seattle, doesn't that like, yeah. how good was this season for you? Really? I mean, obviously you get Denver's pick, so that's, it was amazing. It's <laughs> amazing. I don't answer. know about that from that standpoint, but there's no way you can bring Gino back if you lose this game. Right yeah, now. I agree. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we'll see what happens there. Cowboys in Washington in DC to take on the commanders. Commanders getting seven points in this game. RJ, I'll give you the first crack. I don't know if Tony Pollard's going to play. I don't know how much Micah Parsons and everybody going to play. Obviously, Cowboys going to be doing some scoreboard watching. An Eagles win um, locks them into the five seed. Um, so, but they have to win, right? It's a weird thing. The fact that all three of these games happening at the same time. By the way, how about us? The three of us here are three teams. The last ones left standing for the number one seed in the NFC. Talk about you know shout out to the SB Nation mm. NFL show. But um, <laughs> but yeah, um, tough scene for Washington. Like the vibes are all over the place. Sam Howell is going to start for them. Uh, this is the third week in a row that the Cowboys will draw a quarterback making their first start of the season. Gardner Minshew on Christmas Eve and second week in a row that the Cowboys draw a quarterback making his first career start. Josh Dobbs <laughs> last week and now Sam Howell uh, should be an easy operation for the Cowboys. Um, maybe they don't cover if if the Eagles are winning and they kind of chill out and then they're cool with whatever result. Um, if they do win, it will be their first 13 win season since 2016, although obviously uh, they're not 17 mm-hmm. games in the regular season. Um, I'll take the Cowboys. I'll lay the points. I'll take the Cowboys. I think it'll be at least a little bit interesting to see what Sam Howell can do, um, considering that we know Carson Wentz and Taylor Heineke are not any kind of answers. Sam Howell, I would bet against being the answer, but hey, there's a non-zero percent chance that he could be you know, a solution there long term, even if it's low. By the way, if you're taking a three pick parlay of the Cowboys uh, wet dream, if you want to call it that, of the them making the one seed. So that if you're, let's say like Cowboys money line against the commanders, Giants money line against the Eagles and then Cardinals money line against the 49ers. You can bet a hundred th- bucks if you feel really good about that as a Cowboys fan and you would win eight thousand dollars. So, <laughs> you know, that's an option for you if you want to do that at DraftKings Sportsbook. But uh, yeah, so Cowboys will win but uh, it won't mean anything and um, they'll have to play their starters for nothing. Washington, like just find some semblance of a quarterback. I feel like we've been saying that for the past couple of years and you've got a, the rest of the roster. That's, that's very, very solid and they just can't seem to do it. And then like, here we are again with them. So I'll take Dallas. I'll give the points. It just seems like Washington is stuck. I feel like nothing can happen with that franchise until Daniel Snyder is gone. As long as he is there, 
this is what they're going to be. And it's got to be incredibly frustrating as a commander fan, but Dallas will handle their business in this one. I'm not worried about that. Last up chargers and Broncos Broncos are favored in this game by two and a half points, which tells you how many starters for LA are going to be playing BLG. Uh, I don't know. I'll, I'll take the Broncos. Why not? Similarly to some other teams, you could see the Broncos like winning and then feeling like the, the way they played in, in week Russ 18 against really the Chargers. <laughs> yeah, like, you know what I mean? Like, it was very clear that, in you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, I'll take the Chargers. I, I'm not. I'm sorry. I'm, wow. Can't, How far can't do it. Welcome, RJ. You know, I was there's been a lot of like talk about Brock Purdy and, and Trey Lance. And so I actually went back and just was looking at some Trey Lance plays from his rookie season. And one of those games was against the Seahawks to see Russ play last year and to watch how he's played this year. It is amazing to me that that is the same human being and he's not coming off a major injury. I don't know how that happened. He was so much more explosive and improvisational and mobile last year. It's incredible to me. Uh, I'll still take the chargers. Forget the Broncos, man. I no. No, no, mm. no. Give me the so chargers. Brandon is in the icebox. <laughs> we got so close to getting through an episode without that. So damn close. Last but not least, the oh. last game of the regular season, Lions at the Packers of Green Bay. The Lions are going to know by the time this game starts their playoff fate, which kind of takes the juice out of it, doesn't it, RJ? It does. Again, Stupid. This was a dumb decision to schedule this in this window. Um, but um, I'm not somebody who believes the NFL like wants the Packers or Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs, blah, blah, blah. Um, I am somebody who's absolutely terrified. Do. Well, I know, I, but I, I'm somebody who's I'm, I'm just saying I'm not somebody who believes they're like fixing it. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Situation. No, no. Um, I'm terrified uh, of this reality. Um, I I'm taking the Packers mm. I'm the points. And I think this is like a chill Rogers performance like 12 of, of 26 147 yards a touchdown an interception but it's like Rogers is it you know like that's the big takeaway like like maybe there's even like two defensive scores for the Packers or something like that but the the big headline is Rogers is in I think I and I don't mean that as a criticism I think it's a ho-hum performance for the Packers offensively I think the Lions just aren't enough right now yeah, I watched that last Lions-Packers game, which the Lions won in Detroit. And, like, you know, kudos to them for playing tough and pulling it off. But the Packers outgained them by 130 yards. The Packers went 0 for 4 in the red zone. And I believe they had two turnovers in the red zone. And, that game, like, that's – so point being, like, yes, the, the the Lions won the game. But the Packers, like, you know, I, I think it was not that far-fetched to say, like, they could have won that game. Which they ended up losing, anyway, by only six points, um, 15 to 9. Um, it felt like, you know, the Lions had a lot go in their favor and it was still a very tight game. So I'm going to take the Packers here. I think you're not paying attention if you're not, uh, if, if you're believing the Packers aren't getting into the playoffs, they're absolutely getting into the playoffs. The way this thing is trending down the stretch, tempted to lock this up. I mean, maybe the, maybe the Lions find a way to cover, maybe it's a field goal kind of game. I don't know, but like, I, I think the Packers are winning, so I'll take them to cover. Even if the Lions still have something to play for by the time this game kicks off. You're telling me you're going to take Jared Goff outside in Green Bay in right. January against Aaron Rodgers? Are you out of your mind? Yeah. No. 
I don't care that you think the Lions offense is great. There is no way that guy is beating Aaron Rodgers on his home field in January. where It's going to be freezing freaking cold. No way in hell. Now, I'm not as confident as Justice Mosqueda in the Packers suddenly rampaging through the NFC playoffs. Justice is all in on the hubris at this point. Like he has gone full, full homer now. But I will say, as a 49er fan, and look, my team has beaten Aaron Rodgers four times in the playoffs. Mm. I don't want to see Aaron. He's Aaron Rodgers. I don't want to face a Hall of Fame quarterback in the playoffs ever. Especially relative to the alternatives you just said. Jared Goff. Right. Or, or uh, who else? Who else is in the mix? Geno Smith. Seattle. Yeah, Geno Smith. Like, yeah, obviously. Also, yeah. Would... Like, the thing that makes it terrifying, too, is like, and, and like I've lived this, like, I've run into the, the, the R-E-L-A-X relax Rodgers. I've run into the run to the table Rodgers. Like, it is not fun when, like, the dude seemingly has nothing to lose, right? Like, when it's, like, house money for them. Like, that mm-hmm. is the most terrifying Rodgers team. Because then it's, like, when you lose, it's, like, you're the – even though he's the Hall of Famer, you're the, like, big favorite who blew it to the, like, scrappy right. underdog that is Aaron Rodgers. He can still go God mode at any time. And mm-hmm. if he does – there are very few quarterbacks in this league right now that can match him when he's playing at that level. Mm-hmm. And I know Brock Purdy ain't one of them. So I don't want to see Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs, especially because if the Niners get the two seed, which is the most likely scenario, guess who they have to play in the opening well, so, round of the playoffs. I know we've, I know we've gone long, but like th- we talked AFC at the very beginning here, but based off of, we were pretty uniform in our NFC picks. So we believe it's going to be Philly is the one seed. San Francisco is the two Minnesota three Tampa's locked at four. Dallas would be five. New York is locked at six. And we all believe green Bay gets in at seven. So the yep. NFC playoff matchups that we view are green Bay at San Francisco, uh, New York at Minnesota and Dallas at Tampa. Who wins those three games, Brandon? Uh, Tampa, uh, San Francisco, oh and what was the other one? Uh, Minnesota, Giants, New Giants York. Vikings, Packers. Oh, um, Giants. Yeah, I, I think I could see the Giants beating the Vikings. I really could. Really, uh, you could see Kirk Cousins losing. Like the Giants, that's that's going to be a kitchen sink game. So I'll take the Giants in that game. Uh, I don't think Dallas loses to Tampa Bay. I think it'll be a close game. Um, but I think Dallas is going to be able to get after Tommy a little bit. And I'm nervous because it's still Brock Purdy against Aaron Rodgers. But I think that ultimately the 49ers offense is doing so much better than they were earlier in the year that even if they do have to score some points, I think they're going to be able to against Green Bay. So I'm not comfortable, but I'll take the, the Niners over the Packers. I would take the Cowboys. I I would be the, the least or the 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 most scared of all time that I've been all season to pick the Vikings. Um, to be very clear, uh, but I I'm, I've come this far, uh, so I, I'll take them and I'll take the Packers. I'm sorry, stats, and so that would set up, and and that's where like Cowboys fans are kind of reckoning with themselves. That would set up Green Bay at Philly and Dallas mm-hmm. at Minnesota. Yeah, if things or if New York won, which we all agree is possible, then it would maybe be New York at Dallas in the division round. You would maybe have three NFC East teams in the division round. That'd be crazy. Quick question for you, RJ. What do you, who do you least want to see in the playoffs as a Cowboy fan? The Niners, the Packers, or the Eagles? The Niners. I'm not afraid of the Eagles the way I am of the, the 49ers. I, I, the, the, the 49ers terrify me. I want nothing to do with but it. But Aaron Rodgers owns the Cowboys. But Dak Prescott owns the Eagles. So, I mean, I don't, I don't okay, feel... Bring it on. 
Yeah, he's he, he's he does like that's it's simple data at this point. It's fact. Mm-hmm. He only like he, like you can argue that you would take the Eagles over them. And who's going like, to be favorite like, in the Eagles Cowboys match? I'm not saying that, but like you, your king of, of multiple things can be true. It can be true that you would believe in the Eagles. It, it would be in Philadelphia, but that Dak Prescott has had overwhelming success against the Eagles throughout his career. Okay. And like, oh and what's stupid boy. is like that's your logic. Oh, Aaron Rodgers owns the Packers, so I'm gonna take Aaron Rodgers. But you won't apply that same logic here. Oh, it's, it's not the same thing. I mean, have we seen those it's teams exactly play in the, the playoffs? Thing. Have we seen those teams it's, play in the playoffs? Well, no, we, we haven't. haven't. So we, we go off regular season, and Dak has how many? How many playoff games season. has Dak Prescott won? I mean, how many has Jalen Hurts won? He's been in one less than Kirk Cousins. Okay, <laughs> yes, but how many opportunities has he one. had? To he win? lost it. He lost okay. it last year. So yeah. I mean, as, he, as has lo- player, he has yes. won fewer games than Kirk Cousins in the playoffs. What a tough scene! Did you see me just throw that Molotov cocktail right in there and then just watch everything burn after? Well, that? you you did listen to last week's episode of the mixtape, so you knew the right buttons to push. Yeah, that's true. I may have done that on purpose. I regret nothing. That's going to do it for this edition of the show. Again, rate, review, follow the SB Nation NFL show. We're not going anywhere. We'll be with you, obviously, all playoffs. We'll do the whole Super Bowl thing. So now is the perfect time to subscribe. BLG, I wish your team nothing but failure. Hope everybody gets to the game healthy for the Eagles, but I hope they lose, lose, lose. RJ, same to you. Go Niners. We'll talk to you next week. Go with me.